glad you are with us. If you're visiting with us, we welcome you. And there's a little card on the back of the pew that is yellow. If you would like to fill that out for us and put it in the offering plate as this past, we would appreciate it. Um, also, those online, if um, you would like to get in contact with us, we have an e-connect card on our website, millcreekbc.com. So um, we would love to hear from you, and welcome to everyone else here this morning. Um, we, let me tell you about today. It's a little different. It's probably always different, isn't it? Danny is in, and Debbie are in Connecticut um, for Ezra's first birthday. And Joel and Elizabeth are with the youth at the Edge Conference in Ridgecrest. So, um, Grant Benito's going to be speaking to us later, and Chad will introduce him um, at a later point. So, let's um, Next Sunday, we'll be in the fellowship hall. We, uh, we think painting is starting tomorrow in here. So, um, we will be worshiping in the fellowship hall for till we're finished. I don't know for how long. <laughs> we're hoping maybe a month, but um, we don't know how long. So, next Sunday, you will not be able to hear. You will go through the um, fellowship class doors if you're coming from the upper parking lot, and that's the fellowship hall. If you're coming down from downstairs, you go to the middle level, and that's where the fellowship hall is. So, hope to see everybody next Sunday. Also, would you please stand as we begin our worship service with I Saw the Light. Oh. 
any preschoolers who would like to go out for a story and activities, Miss Rachel is right here and we'll go down with you. And everyone else, take a few minutes and say hello to each other. And if you see someone new, introduce yourself. Virginia. 
to an assisted living. John had to come back to the hospital, and he is now at Carrington Place. So um, let's pray for them as they're apart and until John can get back um, in West Virginia into the assisted living. Um, I think that's all I've got on my notes. No, I do have another note. <laughs> Donna Mack sent it to me, texted it to me. Um, Jessica Mack, her daughter-in-law, has asked for prayer for her aunt, Dana Brown, who's in the hospital with chest pains. The doctors want to do another catheterization, but they said it would be very risky for her. Um, so let's just keep these folks in our prayers, and I'm sure you've got people in your hearts and minds, too, that um, you will be praying for. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Lord, I thank you for each person here um, who has come to praise you and glorify you and worship you this morning. And Lord, I just ask you to be with Graham as he brings your word this morning um, that we may be more bold in our testimony for you. Lord, for those who are sick, um, for Sandy's mom and um, Jessica's aunt and John Huffman and I know um, Josephine Powell's still recovering from foot surgery and Anna Marie Wagner from foot surgery. Please just be with them as they, um, as they are recuperating. And Lord, for all those that we don't even know about or we don't even, um, we, that folks that have um, unspoken prayer requests, Lord, I pray for them right now because it's not always something we want to say out loud. And Lord, we just ask that you give confidence that that you be with them. Just give them um, peace and um, your comfort. And Lord, because we know that only you can give us true peace. Lord, I just ask as we bring um, our tithes and offerings now that um, you will be able to use this to spread your word across the world. Lord, we know everything we have is yours. And we're just giving back a small portion um, to you to help further your word. We just thank you for these and um, all these prayer requests we have in Jesus' name. Amen.
any better in this service than I did before. <laughs> uh, good morning. For those of you who know me, I'm Chad Epperly, and I've been asked to introduce this morning's speaker. Um, he is a family friend of mine for the past 16 years, former member here. Um, he is also a mother brother from another mother. <laughs> uh, a week ago, I was sitting at home playing cards with my mother, my aunt, and my wife, and I get a text message from Grant saying, uh, I'm speaking to Mill Creek on the 15th, and you're introducing me. So where are you going to Knowing Grant like I do, who knows where he's going with this? <laughs> um, so,
there are approximately, I think it's about 200,000 people in the United States yearly. Causes of it we're uncertain of. Uh, certain problems occur that uh, we think are involved, one of which is aging, also arteriosclerosis, heart and arteries, uh, hypertension, uh, trauma to the chest wall, genetic factors involved, sometimes it's a familiar thing, seeing family members, and also can be due to infection or other problems. But frequently we uh, cannot find the cause of this. But uh, it involves uh, any part of the aorta from the descending to the abdominal wall. Could happen when I discussed earlier. Type 1 is the most serious and Probably the most frequent scene that requires immediate attention. Uh, these are aneurysms in the ascending aorta, which is approximately the first part going up to the arch. Uh, most of these require immediate surgery. Most of open heart surgery where the aneurysm is actually removed and grafts are placed can be very involved and the uh, mortality rate can be fairly high just from the surgery alone. Many people do not uh, live through it. Uh, but uh, we're fortunate uh, to have with us Greg Gunino, who has been an uh, example of uh, having this life threatening in himself. This man had an encounter which uh, most people don't get through. Uh, his involvement. After, after going to the hospital, he was taken immediately to surgery for two hours. After all the studies were done, he confirmed the aneurysm. He had a large aneurysm in the ascending aorta, uh, greater than five centimeters, which is up to two times the size it should be, and also marked the section of the aorta, which was involving the entire aorta from the uh, ventricle where the aorta originates, all the way up to the arch, around the arch, down through the chest, into the abdomen, just prior to the kidneys. Um, he was also in shock at the time, had a rapid heart rate, had some mental confusion, everything as always now, but uh, was having a pretty rough time in critical condition at that time. So as I say, he was taken immediately into surgery, after this diagnosis was confirmed, uh, he had open heart surgery. He was put on car, uh, cardiopulmonary bypass. His uh, body temperature was reduced, and uh, his surgeon was able to remove the uh, part of the aneurysm. He replaced it with two grafts, I understand, and also because of where it was involved, he had to replacing the aortic valve, which is the major, which is the valve that goes from the left ventricle to the aorta. And, and also in the process, he had to replace the coronary artery to come off the aorta and go to the heart muscle itself. So as you heard from what I said, uh, uh, he quite had pretty extensive involvement. Uh, Unfortunately, he was diagnosed in time to be into surgery. 
he had a remarkable recovery from this. Uh, it's been, what, four and a half years, I think now, close to it. He's uh, doing that where he wants to do now, as far as I'm concerned. He's back in his profession of flying for airline now as a pilot. And he looks great and I think feels great. But he is truly, truly American. Uh, I think, you know, you look at the, what's happened in his case particularly, he's, he's an example of God's miraculous going power. Uh, fortunately for us, he survived all this surgery.
about a week into this deal, back when I was in the gurney there, and uh, a very well-known cardiologist in the area, and, and I'm, I'm kind of feeling better now. I'm still, I'm, I'm horizontal, but I'm feeling better, and I'm like, the, the window in my, uh, this is that RMH, the window faces the star. And a lot of, I used to fly Ronas a bunch for about seven years uh, when the kids were younger and I did a lot of coaching here and this, that, and the other. We just want to be a part of the boys' lives. But if we're landing at the other runway that kind of goes over the Bayou Mall, that one, you know, the jets will come right across that. If I'm setting up for that and I'm coming from Memphis, I'll, I'm looking at the star and it's my visual reference point and I'll rack it right there at the star and then bring it in and come and land right over the Bayou Mall. So I'm, my window is open to the star, and I'm ready to go back to work. And my cardiologist was like, what? I was like, yeah, you know, I feel pretty good. He goes, oh, you're never going to fly again. You realize what happened to you? Two years and one month later, right here. What an amazing story. What a cool thing. All right, so having said that, what I, I would say this is probably number one message. That we'll, it's 18 days in the ICU now. 18 days in the ICU. And about a week into it, this comes to me like a ton of bricks. Come to the believers that are right here in the audience and you watching on TV. To you believers. You are no different than this guy right here. Basically, this far away from death, you were dead in your trespasses. All believers, and I'm talking to you. You are no different than this guy. But because you trust in Christ as your Savior, God steps in, and the next thing you know, you are to walk in the newness of life. That is the number one message I would say that God laid on me for all of you. Just like with Lazarus, why is this not going to end in death? So God would be glorified through Christ or God's Son, Jesus Christ. When you accepted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells within you. You are to glorify God through His Son, Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit dwells within and every believer. Please don't miss that. If you forget all of this, don't miss that. That's the number one thing he's put on my heart to share with you all believers. Another verse that came to my mind, <clears throat> I love this verse. This is John uh, chapter 8, verse 31 through 32. Listen to this. <clears throat> to the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, to the, to, the, to the Jews who believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When I look at the cross, 
and everything that it means to me. The T on the wall stands for truth. And the truth will set you free. If you hold on to my teachings, you really are my disciples. And I am to glorify God through the work of the Holy Spirit through me to everybody I come encounter with. That's my challenge. The bar has been raised, and I aspire to do that. So how do I do that? Years ago, I'd probably say, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, um, it was actually my middle son. He came to me and goes, Dad, I, you know, I, I really need something to go by. Pilots are, we're not all that smart, okay? We can perform under circumstances. We're not that smart. If you can paint me a picture, I'll tend to remember it. So go ahead, uh, Shirley, throw that on-mission sheet up there. <clears throat> so these were commands. You can't really read it, and that's okay. Um, it's an on-mission sheet, and I, as I always describe it, is just like you do when you're a pilot. Keep it in the green and stay out of the red. So <clears throat> if I'm going to hold on to his teaching so then God can be glorified through his Christ, uh, through his son, Jesus Christ, then I need to hold to his teaching. I need to be on mission. The off mission you'll see in a minute <clears throat> is red. So we're going to keep it in the green. We're going to stay out of the red. So what does the green say? Well, let's just start with the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. So I need to aspire to be like that and let them, you know, work on me so that others can see it, right? Uh, the Ten Commandments, let's do that. There should be no other God but me, right? We're talking about the, he's number one. Don't bow down for any idols. I love him most. Three, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Four, honor thy Sabbath day, keep it holy. Five, honor thy father and thy mother. Six, uh, uh, six is don't kill. Seven, don't commit adultery. Eight, don't steal. Nine, don't lie. Ten, don't covet. I mean, if you ever thought about it, the Ten Commandments, when you break it down, the first four are about him, and then the last six are about others. So what, Jesus was approached, and somebody said, what, so what is the greatest commandment? Do you remember what he said? Yes. Look. We're just going to make a cross, right? Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's not hard, folks. So what gets in the way? Self. Well said, my friend. Self gets in the way. And boy, if it isn't present now, I don't know what is. Because it is about me, baby. It is all about me. No, no. It is about him and about others. Would you agree? Okay. All right, so what I'm going to do now is just have a little fun with this. Um, all I did, this is the on-mission sheet. You can put that one back up there again, uh, Shirley. I'm just, all I did here is I took the Bible and I just wrote down commands that were to do 
and not to do. Uh, one of my uh, favorite pastors in Florida before we moved up here, <clears throat> he's just a country boy, so it's real simple, and that's why I love him so much. But um, thanks, Chad. Talking about, he, people would come to him and say, you know, I don't like the Bible. It says, thou shalt not too much. And Bobby used to always say, you know, all that's saying is, honey, don't hurt yourself. And tell them not to do it. Honey, don't hurt yourself. It's all still in love, right? So let's just, I'm just going to go down to Amish. Once again, you can't see it, but you get the gist. We're going to keep it in the green first, okay? We talked about the fruits of the Spirit. We talked about Ten Commandments. <clears throat> let's just go through a handful of these. How am I supposed to act daily? I am to glorify God through his son, Jesus Christ. And how that happens is allow the Holy Spirit, because I'm a believer, to work in my life to now basically send joy to the world. Need to glorify God in, in my walk of life. And boy, if there hadn't been an exclamation point in all of this stuff that I just went through, it is there now. <clears throat> be pure, be humble, be thankful, be noble, be good, be a protector, respectful, serving, be an example of Christ, be restoring, walk with the wise, be sympathetic, be a confessor, work out one's salvation, be kind, uh, abstain from sinful desires. I'm just pulling these out just off the sheet there, just because you can't read them. Be faithful, self-controlled, merciful, be a perseverer, ooh, be prayerful. Somebody came to Christ and said, how do we pray then? Do you remember this? Listen to, and I know if y'all have heard this, but you probably haven't heard it in a while. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses for we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not. as the Italians do. Seek self-righteous, uh, uh, be righteous, <sighs> be admirable, one who repents, be confident, be a living sacrifice, be an imitator of Christ, be hospitable, live in harmony, be strong in the Lord, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Train your children the way they should go. Off mission. Keep it in the green. Stay out of the red. All right, what does the red say? Sexual immorality. Stay away from this stuff now. Discord and dissension. Boy, if that's not present now. A drunkard. Factions. Greedy. A swindler. Filthy language. Lust. Uh, revenge. Bitterness. Divorce. Um, impurity, hatred, selfish ambition, 
Well, there he goes, self again, right? We were talking about that earlier. Orgies, boastful, a slanderer, a homosexual offender, uh, one who worries, judgmental. There's another big one. But yet gossip, there's another huge one with all the social media mess going on. No, stay out of the red, keep it in the green. Stay out of the red, you're to glorify him. Don't be anxious, don't be lazy. And the last one I got on this list says, ashamed to testify to the Lord. This is the off-mission sheet now, right? Are you ashamed to testify to the Lord, or you just don't know how to do it? Two weeks ago, um, Pastor Danny called me and asked me if I would do this. <clears throat> I said, of course. Um, and I asked him if he could send me some of his sermon notes of maybe uh, what he's done in the past or what he's going to do, then possibly this testimony would kind of link either what he has done or what he's going to do. So he sent me last week's um, sermon. Uh, you guys, these are his notes now about uh, what legacy y'all going to live behind. I don't know if you were here last week or not, but that's, that's what it was about. Um, and, and as I'm reading, it was a long list. This is his sermon notes now. Um, two things popped off, off, off the sheet for me right out of the gate, and this is one of them. <clears throat> now, these are Pastor Danny's notes now. I'm just reading his notes just like you're reading them right now. He says, our life as a believer should be about the supremacy of Christ. Jesus should be the one who rules, reigns, controls, and has power and authority over your life. There is nothing more dangerous or tragic in the life of someone who claims to be a Christian than for a person not to keep Christ in the center of all areas of their life. Well said. It is crucial that we become radically focused on Christ in all areas of our life. Uh, it's maybe 10 days now. I'm, I'm still in the hospital bed. And, and this was the other thing, a lot of time. Those nights are just brutal because Jana's gone and you're home and nobody's there, right? It's just quiet. Um, and I can't move much because I, I still don't lay on my stomach anymore because I had to stay like this because I was ripped from here to here. Remember now, it dissected. It split from the, from the valve of the heart all the, way, all the way through the arch and all the way down to my kidneys. Your, your uh, aorta has three linings. The two inner ones dissected. They split all the way down. i got to tell you this. So we're coming back to that, right? But i got to tell you this. This is like eight months after all of this. And I'm there just kind of waiting for Dr. Wyatt was the guy who, who uh, operated on me. I'm just standing in the waiting room like this. And he shows up. And he comes in, he goes, okay, Grant, I, this is what happened to you. <clears throat> so he's describing it kind of like Dr. Williams did, because I gave Dr. Williams the case a couple weeks ago. But uh, Dr. White is uh, cocky is too strong. He's just real confident. And he, he looks like a middle linebacker, really. So he's sitting down in front of me. If I had a chair, I, so I could really draw you a picture of this. He, well, I'll just sit here. You guys are going to have to follow me. So he's just sitting like this, and he goes, 
So it was a seven and a half hour surgery. We brought your body temperature down to 65 degrees. You're sitting at 98.6 right now. Took you down to 65 degrees. You can go there for an hour. And I went there 44 minutes. And he goes, I hope I can get through this. He goes, I did the best I could because you dissected all the way from your valve all the way down. Um, and I tried to sew you up. You got a graph right there uh, where the heart or the aorta connects to the heart. He goes, but the, the aortic arch, the arch that's up here, he goes, it's much, much too delicate. And I couldn't touch it. But I'm here to tell you it sealed itself. I kid you not, I about fell on the floor. Because you can almost see the bewilderment in this confident person. It, like he didn't have an answer for it. You know, it just, uh, I kind of felt when I, I really, when uh, Dr. Williams was giving that description, I really, uh, I, I, I could associate because you can almost tell, even with all his years of experience, he realized that this was of God. It was a miracle. It just, uh, so I'm sure that's why it touched him so severely. But back to this. <clears throat> so I'm, you know, basically a week now. I'm still in the hospital. And joy, joy to the world. If I'm able to fly again, grant joy to the world. Jesus, others, then yourself. Take that message to wherever you can go. Joy to the world. Go ahead. <clears throat> Shirley, go ahead and go to the next one. So this is the other one that popped off the sheet for me. <clears throat> Once again, now this is Pastor Dating's notes. He had been, talking, this is talking about Apostle Paul. He had run the race. You guys have probably heard this, 2 Timothy. I think it's chapter 4, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, so he had been like a runner who had finished the race. Talking about the Apostle Paul now. And he had been faithful in sharing the gospel. He has kept the faith. And Jana and I, this, I think it was this morning, wasn't it, baby? We were, we were talking about this. Of course, I'm you know, getting ready to do this because I don't speak like this very often. And Jana said, go ahead, put it back up there again, Shirley. <clears throat> Who doesn't want to be known for that? He had been like a runner who has finished the race and had been faithful in sharing the gospel. And she's like, sign me up for that. I want to be known for that. Wouldn't that be awesome? At the end of this life's journey, this race, to be known for that. So what am I going to do now? Remember I told you on the, on the off-mission seat, are you ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ or you just don't know how to do it? Because I want to be a part of this team here. Uh, he had been faithful in sharing the gospel and he kept the faith. So we're just going to spin off of faith and I'm going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you right now. This is, this is a, a mouthful, so be right, where's my pen? Right here. All right, so we're going to use faith, F-A-I-T-H, okay? F. F stands for forgiveness. We must have God's forgiveness. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pilots love acronyms. It helps us remember stuff. I can't begin to tell you 
how many acronyms are in my head from the hydraulic system to the Mannix, the fuel. You pick something, there's an acronym for it because we need to remember what it means, okay? So deal with it. <clears throat> Romans 3.23, for all of sin it falls short of the... We've got to have God's forgiveness. For all of sin it falls short of the glory of God. But Ephesians 1.7, but in him... Talking about Jesus has a capital H, but in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have been redeemed. We've been bought back at a price. Jesus paid it on the cross, but in your belief, in your belief of him, you receive that redemption. You gotta have God's forgiveness. This forgiveness is available to all. Most famous verse in the Bible. Let me hear it. This forgiveness is available to all. For God so loved the... Nobody excluded here. All right, but get you some of this. It's available to all, but it's not automatic. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus is speaking here. I'm just the messenger, but it's tough. Jesus speaking. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, talk about judgment day now, Many will say to me on that day, the Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and perform many miracles? But I will tell them plainly, away from me, you evildoers, for I never knew you. Talk about a message of a relationship right there, because these guys were studs. What? Performed miracles in his name, right? Casted out demons, and there was another one, I forget what. These were no slackers. Away from me, you evildoers, for I never knew you. Tough stuff. You've got to have God's forgiveness. This forgiveness is available to all, but it's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. I. Impossible to get to heaven on your own. This verse, very familiar to a lot of you, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Um, Cindy and I were talking about this after the first service. That old great hymn, Amazing Grace. And I was wondering who wrote that because Ephesians 2, 8, 9 is about it. And she's going to sing it here in a little bit. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it's by God's grace you are saved through faith. This is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Here's a nice little gift. I have no idea what this is, but I'm going to use it anyway. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Can you earn this? No. It is freely, you have to receive it, but you can't earn it. Thank the Lord for that, because if I had to earn it, I don't make it happen. It's too much, too much bad in me. 
T's for turn. Talk about repentance here. Luke 13, 3, unless you repent, you'll likewise perish. So you're turning. What did we say earlier? What keeps us away from love the Lord God, your heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and love your neighbor, self? Somebody said it. Self, yeah. So T, we're turning from sin and self, and we're turning to someone, and that someone's Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the no one gets to the Father except through me. Hey, folks, once again, all that this cross means to me with the T on the wall also stands for the truth, and the truth will set you free. And that's the message we're trying to drive home here. Beautiful thing about this, though. Jesus is coming. Remember, I'm turning from sin and self. We're turning to someone that someone's Jesus Christ because he said, I am the way. Watch this. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Listen, listen, listen. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So where it's with one's heart one believes, being justified, and with one mouth one confesses, resulting in salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. Right? Would you, can I get an amen on that? Thank you very much. All right, this one's beautiful. For, once again, for all you believers, Colossians 1, 21 through 20, this is awesome. I cling to this really seriously because uh, whenever my time comes, uh, the, the beauty of this truth is just great. <clears throat> believers now, once you were alienated from God and an enemy in your own mind because of your evil behavior, but now, because you've believed, but now you've been reconciled through Christ's physical body to present it wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Another awesome, beautiful truth that I, when my time comes, and thank the Lord it wasn't the other day because we got a new granddaughter we just saw just, you know, over Christmas break. Yeah, right. That'll melt your heart just in that and alone. <clears throat> But when my day does come, I know I will present it wholly in his sight. Thank the Lord he sacrificed his only son. All you got to do is believe. Really? Listen, if you haven't done that, you need to seriously think about doing it. Because it's like the bridge is out and I'm doing this. Stop. You need to repent and turn to Christ because I don't want you to go off the end. H. H is for heaven. Christ said, just like, remember I was telling you before about John 8, uh, 31, 32, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. H is, talks about heaven, but in John 10, 10, she's got it up there. <clears throat> Jesus said, I have come to give you life, but get it in abundance right here and now. And then also eternally too, John 14, 3, because he's talking to his disciples, he goes, hey, listen, if I go, when I come back, I'll receive you to myself that where I am, you shall also be. What a hallelujah that too, right? So how do I do all this? Forsaking all I trust him. 
I'm going to be up front. Cindy's going to be up here. My wife, Jana. If you've never done that, come see us. Because we're just going to lead you in a salvation prayer. Remember now, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much. And for those of you, once again, that you pray for me, thank you. We all thank you. Thank you, Grant. As Grant said, if you have a decision to make this morning, you can come talk to Grant, Jana. Chad said no, but you can talk to Chad or myself. Um, if you would like to become a part of Mill Creek, even though Danny's not here and Joel's not here, I would love to have you. Um, so just if you want to come talk to me about that. Um, Grant didn't tell you. I, you know, I love to tell you how God works. And I had no idea that Grant was going to talk about amazing grace in his service or in his sermon. And Grant had no idea that I had picked Amazing Grace for our invitation song today. So I love how God works. It's so cool to see him in the little bitty things, too, as well as the big. Would you please stand as we sing Amazing Grace? Jana to stand down here after the service, um, whether you know them or we have so many new folks that don't know them, come by and say hello and um, Grant, we thank you for coming today and so it was our privilege to pray for you, I should say that. And um, we will have our benediction and speaking of being in the fellowship hall next year, next year, next week, we need the choir chairs out. For the painting so if we could have some help with that just back in that room like we always do um, I would appreciate that and we will see you next week in the fellowship hall let's pray Lord we just thank you for this wonderful day thank you for Grant's testimony and Lord just help us to go out into this dark world and share our faith with those we come in contact with Lord we just ask your blessings on this week to come in Jesus name Amen, amen.